Welcome and thank you for joining us for this Vetfolio educational podcast where we will be exploring the idea that compliance plus good medicine equals good business, sponsored in part by Merck Animal Health. We're excited to bring you this four-part series featuring Dr. Dan Markwalder, who will be sharing his insights in the area of parasiticide compliance. During the course of these sessions, we'll explore why compliance matters to your hospital, how you can establish or improve your current compliance efforts, and common pitfalls to avoid. Leading this series is Dr. Dan Markwalder, a graduate of Purdue University School of Veterinary Medicine. Dr. Markwalder started his first veterinary practice at the age of 28. Today, he continues as a practicing veterinarian and is also a partner in 11 hospitals in the Chicago area. Dr. Mark Walder is passionate about animal health and building strong relationships with pet owners to drive better compliance in all aspects of preventative care, thereby serving them and their pets. Dr. Mark Walder, I'd like to hand the microphone over to you at this time. Hello, everyone. It's great to be given the opportunity to speak with you today about something that I'm passionate about, parasiticide compliance. Over the next series of podcasts, I hope to get you excited about why you should care about compliance and how to implement a successful compliance program. Like many of you, I'm a busy practitioner and have many things on my plate. Unfortunately, my journey to parasiticide compliance came late in my career. It was back in 2012, and I remember like it was yesterday. I was in one of my practices seeing clients when my inventory manager stopped me in between exam rooms and mentioned she was purchasing a lot of imidacide, adulticide treatment for heartworm disease in dogs. Well, I chalked it up to the fact we work with many small animal rescues, and I didn't give it much thought. Just as I was going into an exam room, my manager mentioned the imidacide was for client-owned dogs, not for rescues. That stopped me like a brick to my forehead. From that very conversation, I began to look seriously at my compliance numbers for the parasiticides I recommend for my clients. If you had told me back in 2012 that 50% of client-owned dogs left my practice without purchasing a single dose of heartworm prevention, or that two out of every three client-owned dogs left my practice, without purchasing a single dose of flea and tick, I would have called you crazy. So this began my own journey towards getting serious about parasiticide compliance. So let's talk about parasiticide compliance and why you should be concerned about compliance in your practice. First, what do I mean by compliance? I would define compliance as your recommendation, hopefully year-round, as well as the acceptance of this recommendation by the client and the follow-through by the client to deliver this product to the pet. This implies that compliance involves adherence, which is the client's willingness to administer the product to their pet. Let me suggest to you three questions you need to ask when you look at your current parasiticides on your inventory shelf, or you may be looking to bring a new parasiticide on board. First, is this product safe? The first edict in veterinary medicine, do your patient no harm. Second, is this product efficacious? If you have been in veterinary medicine long enough like me, we can remember the days when we simply did not have the products that were highly efficacious. 
Nothing will make a client call you faster than when a product you recommend does not work like you have promised. Fortunately, the newer class of parasiticides are not only safe, but highly efficacious. These first two questions we should all agree on. But let me suggest there's a third question you should be asking, and that is this. How will this product help me boost my compliance? If you bring on board a new parasiticide and it simply cannibalizes from your existing products, then there is simply no reason to stock this product. You must be looking at products that will help boost compliance as well as adherence, be it from injectables to oral chewable to a longer duration parasiticide product. Client surveys have demonstrated that when clients have products that their pet likes to take, compliance goes up. So why should you care about compliance? First, it is good medicine. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. People much more qualified than me recommend year-round heartworm as well as flea and tick prevention for pets. The American Heartworm Society, Companion Animal Parasitic Council, and virtually all veterinary parasitologists agree one of the best ways to protect pets against parasitic disease, putting them on year-round heartworm and flea and tick prevention. Second, your clients want to be compliant. Forget for a moment the debate on the economics on compliance. Let's look at the companion animal parasitic study that was published a number of years ago. From this study, let me mention three points. 74% of pet owners want more details about parasite testing. 90% of pet owners want information about the high incidence of parasites in their county. Now, this really rang true for me when we were hit with the influenza outbreak, the H3N2 outbreak in Chicago in 2015. Pet owners were seriously concerned about their pets contracting this illness. News media outlets were constantly engaging pet owners about the need to vaccinate and discuss with their veterinarians the risk for their pets. Why do we not have that same sense of urgency for parasitic diseases in our respective areas? Third, 89% of pet owners are likely to make an appointment to get their pet tested based on this risk. So this study implies that clients want and they desire more information about the parasitic diseases that may affect their pets in the area in which they live, and they are likely to be moved to action if they are educated on the risks involving their pets. Furthermore, a survey of pet owners conducted by Dr. Lavin and others on the assessment of dog owner adherence to veterinarians flea and tick prevention recommendation in the United States found that 73% of general practice clients think they should administer flea and tick prevention year-round. Now, sadly, compliance is much lower for most clients. This underscores the importance of the role of the general practitioner in engaging the client and not only the importance of year-round parasiticide prevention, but why it is important for their pet. Finally, compliance is good for business. For some reason, we as a profession do not like to discuss the business side, but we should. We are at a proverbial crossroads in our profession. We are graduating veterinarians with high debt load. At the same time, they are accepting salaries that are not much higher than somebody with a baccalaureate degree in engineering or mathematics. Roughly six out of 10 veterinary practices today are low profit practices. They are not able to invest in their practice or their people. Let me share with you what I have found to be the case in most of the general practices that I purchased and I believe is true for most general practices. There are three major revenue buckets in virtually all general practices. 
First, exam slash vaccines. Second, laboratory revenue. And third, pharmaceutical. That is about 70 to 75% of the revenue for most general practices. Pharmaceuticals make up about 18 to 25% of the revenue. And of this, about 40 to 45% is parasiticides. So a huge opportunity for many practices is simply this. If you were to get serious about parasiticide compliance, you will not only see more pets protected, which is good medicine, but you will see your revenue and profitability go up. Now let me share with you a study we performed on four of my practices in 2015. In March of 2015, we decided to bring in a long duration oral chewable flea and tick parasiticide into our four practices. We brought this product into our hospital, trained up the staff, and decided to make this our go-to flea and tick preventative. We officially launched the product in April of 2015. Now, we measured three things, total doses from April 2015 through June 2015, first the same period of the previous year. In addition, we looked at average dose per transaction as well as our flea and tick revenue compared to the same period of the previous year. And what we found amazed us. Total doses sold were up 37%, average dose per transaction up 23%, and flea and tick parasiticide revenue was up an amazing 48%. By getting serious with compliance and successfully implementing a parasiticide compliance program, we had amazing results on boosting compliance in our revenue numbers. I want to leave you with this thought. You as the veterinary healthcare professional are uniquely qualified not only to discuss and recommend the right parasiticide for your client to use on their pet, but also you should be the one dispensing or administering this product. Don't miss the opportunity that exists in your practice to boost compliance among your parasiticides. In the next series of podcasts, I would like to talk more about the specifics of implementing a successful parasiticide compliance program in your hospital. Dr. Mark Walder, thank you so much for sharing your time and insights with our audience as we have looked at why compliance should matter to the practice. To all of our listeners, this will conclude our first part in the four-part series as we explore parasiticide compliance. Be sure to check out the next episode as we look at how to have a successful parasiticide compliance program in your hospital. We would like to thank Merck Animal Health for their support of this Vetfolio educational podcast. If you would like to find out more about this program or any of the other many great podcasts available from Vetfolio, visit us on the web at www.vetfolio.com.